0: Welcome to Womb Space. I'm your host, Lindsay Sarah. I'm a womb healing guide and a fertility awareness method educator. I guide wild souls like you to connect to your womb, feel free in your body, and develop unshakable trust in your intuition. Here we explore what's held in your womb space, the magic of the menstrual cycle, avoiding pregnancy naturally, conscious conception, and your innate connection to the moon, the earth, and to your ancestors. Womb Space weaves science and spirituality so that you feel clear and confident caring for your womb. So let's dive in. Welcome back. This is episode three in the Fertility Awareness Series. So if you're not familiar with the Fertility Awareness Method, you're going to want to start back at the first episode in this series, which is episode nine of this podcast called What is the Fertility Awareness Method? But if you already know what the fertility awareness method is, then let's dive in to understanding your cycle health with fertility awareness in this episode. Now, fertility awareness is often just thought of as a way to conceive or even more commonly now as a pathway to get off medical birth control and to avoid pregnancy naturally and It is both of these things. It does help you time conception. It does help you avoid pregnancy naturally. But the foundation of it for me is understanding your cycle health and connecting with your body. Because this is a tool that you can use throughout your entire cycling years. Like even if you're not actively trying to conceive and even if you're not actively trying to avoid pregnancy, you can always be connecting with your body and you can always be understanding your cycle health. So most people come to fertility awareness once they're trying to conceive, or they want to come off of birth control. But my story is a bit different because I actually found fertility awareness when I was navigating healing from debilitating period pain. So I want to dive into my personal story here with fertility awareness and really let you know like, how it has been my anchor through healing from debilitating period pain. So for about 10 years, my period pain was so intense that I was nauseous, moaning, shivering, squirming around in pain. I could barely even get up to walk to the bathroom. Like I pretty much, if I was going to go to the bathroom, I would often be in so much pain that I had to like lay on the wooden floor in between the couch and the bathroom because I couldn't walk that far. And the bathroom is not far. You know what I mean? So it was just really intense pain. And all my doctors could tell me was to take more Advil until I was taking six at a time when the regular dosage of Advil is one or two. So This was an absurdly abnormal amount of Advil and it just blows my mind that like none of my doctors were like, oh, maybe we should look deeper. No, it was just more Advil, more Advil. That's it. And I came to a point in my twenties where I no longer wanted to take this many pills. Like I was just done with it. I was like, this, this can't be good for my body. So I stopped taking Advil kind of like cold turkey, actually, which, you know, looking back on, maybe I could have implemented some things first to make the transition a little easier. But I stopped taking Advil and I took the path of listening to my own body and becoming my own advocate. And this was not an easy journey. Like it was full of so much pain. And, you know, there's also a sense of privilege to being able to take this path because I actually did have the time and space to be with the pain because you know I have my own business and um I I don't have to like be on someone else's clock so I actually did have this privilege of coming off of Advil and just coming back to my own body and listening to to my body and like learning from the pain. But now like fast forward, you know, how long have I been at this? Probably like five years or so. At this point in my journey, I'm usually okay with one Advil or even none. Sometimes I don't even need to take Advil. Sometimes I literally don't have period pain. I never thought I would get to a place where I have some painless periods or periods with very minimal pain all i wanted when i started this journey was to just decrease the pain and i've been able to get myself to a place where sometimes i don't have pain and it blows my mind so anyways i want to tell you a bit about how i got here because fertility awareness has really been my foundation of my healing journey And when I first started this journey, I was just looking around for, you know, anything I could get my hands on and dive into. And a friend recommended I check out the book, Taking Charge of Your Fertility, which is about the fertility awareness method. I didn't know what fertility awareness was when I first opened that book, but then I learned all about it. And it blew my mind. Like not only could I understand my hormone health, but with the same method, I could also avoid pregnancy naturally and time conception all with this same method. Like how did I, when I was reading this book, I was like, how did I go this far in my life? Like without knowing the fertility awareness method, right? But that's the patriarchy for you hiding all the empowering info info from us when we should just be learning this in school and from our doctors. Right. So if you also are, we're in a similar, are in a similar place as I was, um, that's okay. Like if you're sitting here being like, Oh my God, why didn't I know about this either? Like, it's okay. Everyone who has learned the fertility awareness method has been at that place where they're like, seriously, how did I not know this before? Okay. And it's not your fault. So essentially through using the fertility awareness method, I was able to understand what my hormones were actually communicating to me. And with that information, I was able to advocate for myself and get the help I needed in order to go from taking six Advils at a time to taking one or none, right? So The thing about fertility awareness is that it helps you tap into the changes that you've probably always noticed in your cycle, but maybe you just kind of looked past or didn't have much awareness about. So fertility awareness helps you increase your sense of self-awareness so that you are clued into what's actually happening in your body and in your menstrual cycle. So let's dive into a little cycle science. So I'm gonna cover the two main cycle hormones and what they do for your health. I'm also gonna talk about the importance of ovulation and then how to tell if you're ovulating and what your hormone levels are like. So there's two main hormones at play in your cycle. Before ovulation, estrogen is dominant and then after ovulation, progesterone is dominant. We need both of these hormones and we also need them to be in balance in order to feel good in our bodies and in order to be symptom free. Now, these hormones really have like a balancing role with each other. So estrogen is a hormone that grows breast tissue, forms bones and stimulates brain cells. It does a bunch of other things as well, but I just wanna give you examples of what it does. In normal levels, estrogen promotes well-being, but in high levels, it increases anxiety, okay? And a lot of people are estrogen dominant or have excess estrogen just due to the amount of chemicals that we are exposed to in our daily lives that mimic estrogen. Now progesterone is a hormone that keeps breast cells healthy, maintains bones and maintains and heals brain cells. And it also decreases anxiety. So to summarize here, we have estrogen, which contributes to cell growth and stimulation and can increase anxiety. And then we have progesterone, which contributes to cell maintenance and cell health and can decrease anxiety. So You can see already probably that like we need both and we need them to be in balance like in order for our body to feel good and in order for our body to function optimally, we need estrogen and progesterone and we need them to be in balance. The thing is though, we don't make progesterone unless we ovulate. And there are two main reasons why we might not ovulate okay? So one is birth control. If you're on combined hormonal contraceptives, those actually shut off ovulation. Um, Combined hormonal contraceptives are like the pill with estrogen and progestin. If you're on a progestin-only method, like the mini pill, the hormonal IUD, or Depo, these methods may or may not shut off ovulation depending on your body and your cycle. Okay. So one reason you might not be ovulating is if you are on birth control. And I know I mentioned progestin, right? Progestin is not progesterone. So even if your doctor says, like, don't worry, the pill has progestin in it, progestin is not cellularly the same as progesterone, and it doesn't have the same benefits of progesterone that I mentioned above, of like keeping your cells healthy, maintaining your bones, um, healing breast cells and brain cells, decreasing anxiety. Progestin doesn't have those properties, Okay. Now, another reason you might not be ovulating, like if you're not on birth control and you're not ovulating, is probably stress. If your body feels stressed, whether that's from emotional stress or trauma or chronic illness, nutrient deficiencies, poor sleep, etc., your body might not ovulate. And here is why. So, your body is really smart whether or not you're trying to conceive it's not going to want to ovulate and have the potential of bringing new life into the world if it doesn't feel safe to do so so if you're not ovulating it's a sign of something deeper now i just talked a lot about ovulation so How can you tell if you're actually ovulating, right? You might be wondering like, great, this is cool, but like, how do I know if I'm actually ovulating? And and how do you get an idea of like where your hormone levels are at? You use the fertility awareness method, okay? Through tracking your cervical mucus and basal body temperature, you'll actually be able to tell if you're ovulating and when you're ovulating. And to learn more about your hormone levels, Before ovulation, we wanna look at your cervical mucus pattern. This is gonna help you understand your estrogen levels. So basically what you're looking for is how much cervical mucus are you seeing? What does it look like? Does it come and go? Is it like kind of patchy, like you see it one day and not the next? Or do you have like a consistent week or so when you're seeing it? How many days do you see it prior to ovulation? Right, All of these questions that you can be asking yourself are gonna help you understand your estrogen levels. Now, after ovulation in your luteal phase, we wanna look at your luteal phase length and quality to actually understand your progesterone levels because progesterone is present in your luteal phase. So a healthy luteal phase is 11 to 17 days, which means that after ovulation, you should have 11 to 17 days before you bleed. We also wanna be looking at if you're spotting before menstruation, how long are you spotting for, and do you have any cervical mucus showing up in your luteal phase? What does that look like, right? We also wanna be looking for if symptoms are popping up, and we wanna look at when they're popping up in your cycle to see if we can find patterns. Meaning, maybe like, do they always come around ovulation? Do they always come before your period? Do they always come after your period, during your period? The more information you can collect especially about the timing of things, the better you will be able to advocate for yourself at the doctor or with your holistic practitioner, whoever you're working with. So basically your cycle is telling you so much every day about your hormones and your health, but It's up to us to actually learn how to listen to our bodies and how to understand what our body is telling us every day because your body has its own unique language and it's telling you so much each day. So through tracking my cycle, I want to tell you about the like aha moments that I'd have when I started to learn the language of my body and when I started to find patterns that arose from cycle to cycle, like consistently, I would see the same patterns coming back again and again. So I feel like the first most mind blowing thing for me was that I used to think I had random gas cramps. I would just be like, Oh, you know, sometimes I just get these random gas cramps. But as I tracked my cycle, I realized it always happened around ovulation every time. So it actually wasn't gas cramps it was ovulation cramps so like imagine if i went to the doctor and was like i'm just getting random gas cramps how they would have treated me with that versus if i go to the doctor and say i have ovulation cramps right completely different completely different okay so i've also been able to uncover that i have leg pain that typically comes before my period and after my period. And I have many symptoms of endometriosis, um, but leg pain and ovulation cramps are two of these symptoms. They're actually symptoms of endometriosis. I'm not going to go into all the symptoms of endometriosis here, but tracking my cycle has actually helped me understand that I likely have endometriosis. I've in order to get officially diagnosed with endometriosis, you have to have a surgery for it. And I haven't chosen to do that yet, but based on my symptoms and my family history, it does appear like I have endometriosis, but I don't think that I would have been able to come to that conclusion with my doctors if I wasn't actually tracking my cycle and understanding my symptoms. So, Just to keep going on this pattern, on this pattern info here, right after my period, I'm usually really, really hungry. A lot of people feel this before their periods, but for me, it's right after my period. And during this time, I'm also usually more prone to headaches. So my blood sugar is pretty off, like after my period. So um, now at this point, I am really on point with my blood sugar balancing meals especially after i bleed Um, i also tend to have a lot of excess cervical mucus prior to ovulation which lets me know that my estrogen levels are high and for years i saw this and i communicated it to holistic practitioners i was working with and to doctors who had literally no idea what I was talking about when I was talking about cervical mucus, but I didn't stop advocating for myself. And about a year ago, I found out that I got a test done and I found out that I have mold toxicity and one of the mycotoxins, like the toxins from the mold that's really high in my body actually mimics estrogen. So no wonder I was having all of this excess estrogenic cervical mucus because it was like mold was mimicking estrogen in my body, right? Like I was able to put all of these pieces together and if I didn't track my cycle, I would be so lost around like how to advocate for myself and how to communicate what's happening in my body to my functional medicine doctor, to my acupuncturist, to the the multiple practitioners I work with throughout the years. And fertility awareness has truly been my anchor and my foundation in my healing journey. Like through charting my cycle, I've grown to love and understand my body and just like appreciate all the messages it's sharing with me even if they are unpleasant at times, <laughs> because I know my body is just trying to get my attention so that I can look deeper and heal further. Your body's like a, a good friend. Like it's not the kind of friend that's just going to let problems happen and like push them under the surface. Like your body is like that honest longtime friend who's like, you know, I just want to let you know that like something's happening here beneath the surface that we need to work out, right? And so that, that's what your body is like. And the thing about charting is that before, like, before you chart, you kind of get to be in this place of like blissful ignorance to put it like bluntly or honestly, because you don't know what you don't know. Right. But then once you chart, you might notice that there are some parts of your cycle that are not perfect. Pretty much every client I've worked with has not had a perfect cycle. I don't have a perfect cycle, right? It's so hard to have a perfect cycle in the world we live in with the amount of chemicals we're exposed to and light pollution and stress, right? And when this happens, a lot of my clients fall into worry and self-judgment. Like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that my cycle looks like this, right? But imagine if you shifted from judgment, that place of judgment to a place of actually thanking your body and having gratitude for your body, for all of the messages it's sharing with you. And also like celebrating yourself that you can actually understand these messages now, because that is huge because then you can actually take action to help your body and to heal. So I wanted to share like some stories about clients of like how they felt before learning fertility awareness and then after learning fertility awareness, and like how it has helped them transform their relationships with their bodies. So, one of my clients before learning fertility awareness, she used to be so angry with her body, but now after learning fertility awareness, she feels more compassionate toward herself because she actually knows what's going on beneath the surface now. And another one of my clients shared that she used to be afraid and confused by what her body was doing. But after learning fertility awareness, she now feels fluent in her body's language and she's been able to Replace those negative feelings about her cycle with compassion and love. So this is what understanding your cycle health and connecting to your body feels like through using the fertility awareness method. Like the fertility awareness method is not only about avoiding pregnancy. It's not only about conception. The The core of it is about connecting to your body and creating a relationship with your body. The other thing is that fertility awareness, it's, I know I just talked a lot about symptoms and just like understanding your symptoms. It's also about Knowing when you have a pattern of feeling a certain way and then actually preparing ahead of time to care for yourself. So for example, one of the biggest things that I am so grateful for fertility awareness for is being able to accurately predict my period based on when I ovulate. So after ovulation, you enter into your luteal phase, which is a phase from after ovulation until you bleed. The luteal phase is usually the same amount of days every cycle, give or take a day or two. Mine is usually 11 to 13 days. So after I ovulate, I can then count 11 to 13 days and I'll know like when I'm gonna bleed. Um, I know I ovulate when I ovulate because I'm using fertility awareness. So with this history of painful periods, knowing when I'm going to bleed actually gives me time to prepare. So I will clear my schedule of anything that is not absolutely necessary. I will prep my food ahead of time so I don't need to cook while bleeding. Like having this prep period just helps me create more space for rest when I bleed, which is like really what my body needs, um, when I'm in pain, even when I'm not in pain as like a preventative measure. So for me, deep body connection is the true essence of fertility awareness because it's the relationship I built with my body that helped me heal my debilitating period pain and actually get to the bottom of my symptoms. And that is why I love fertility awareness so much. Um, So now I want to move away from the educational portion of this podcast episode because I just gave a ton of info here for you to sit on and digest. But if I've piqued your interest in learning how to use the fertility awareness method, I have a few ways that you can go deeper with me including free offers and paid offers. So right now I have limited spots available for you to learn fertility awareness with me one-on-one in my six-week fertility awareness intensive. So this is for you if you want to fast track your way through the learning curve and the learning process with support. I'm gonna help you avoid pregnancy naturally as well as understand your cycle health. And this intensive includes access to my Fearless Fertility Awareness course, which I'm gonna explain in more detail in a bit, and three one-on-one sessions with me, and ongoing support on an app called Boxer where we can have ongoing communication with each other throughout the full six weeks of the program whenever you have questions. So the investment for this program is $1,555 US dollars and there are payment plans available as well. So if you're interested, head to the show notes and submit an application because there is an application for this program. Now, if you prefer a self-paced journey for a lower investment, Fearless Fertility Awareness is the course to take back your reproductive freedom through avoiding pregnancy naturally you also you also get this course included if you work with me one-on-one, but you can get the course on its own as well. So this course is gonna teach you how to understand your hormone health, connect to your body, avoid pregnancy naturally, and time conception. And if you're really into focusing on cycle health, I actually have an entire module in Fearless Fertility Awareness that teaches you how to truly understand your cycle health to know exactly what you're looking for to, to help you like understand, you know, is my cycle actually healthy? Like I have a lot of people who come to me wondering, like, is my cycle actually healthy? Like fearless fertility awareness is going to help you answer that question. And there's also videos in there about advocating for yourself at the doctor. Of course, you know, in addition to avoiding pregnancy naturally and timing conception, Fearless Fertility Awareness is a self-paced video course, and most of the videos are broken down into 10 to 15 minutes so you can fit it into your busy schedule. This course costs $5.55, but there are also payment plans available for you. Lastly, if you're not ready to dive into fertility awareness yet, and you'd like more information first, I invite you to download my free fertility awareness myth busting guide, which is a true or false guide to help you get all your questions answered and to really gain clarity on the fertility awareness facts. And also make sure you check out episodes nine and 10 of this podcast to learn more about fertility awareness as well. Thank you so much for tuning into Womb Space. I'm so grateful to be able to share the magic of the womb with you. If this episode spoke to you, I invite you to share it on your Instagram stories and tag me at Flow. With your flow. Make sure to also subscribe to the show and I'd be so grateful if you left a review. As you continue on with your day, I encourage you to listen to your womb and body and to honor your energy.